you are called upon to speak in public, you may introduce another speaker or make a longer talk to inform, entertain, convince, or persuade. Perhaps you are program chairman of a civic organization or a member of a women's club and you face the task of introducing the main speaker at your next meeting. Or perhaps you are looking forward to the time when you will address the local PTA, your sales group, a union meeting, or a political organization. In this episode, I will give you hints on preparing the longer type of talk and this will help you to prepare a speech of introduction. I shall give you also some valuable hints on presenting and accepting awards. John Mason Brown, the writer and lecturer, whose lively talks have won audiences everywhere in the country, was speaking one night with a man who was to introduce him to his audience. Stop worrying about what you are going to say. The man told Mr. Brown, Relax, I don't believe in preparing a speech. Nope, preparation is no good. Spoils the charm of the thing, kills gaiety. I just wait for the inspiration to come to me when I'm on my feet, and it never fails. These reassuring words let Mr. Brown look forward to a fine introduction. He recalls in his book, Accustomed as I am. But when the man arose to make it, it came out this way. Gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? We have bad news for you tonight. We wanted to have Isaac F. Marcuson speak to you, but he couldn't come. He's sick. Next, we asked Senator Bledridge to address you, but he was busy. Finally, we tried in vain to get Dr. Lloyd Grogan of Kansas City to come down to speak to you. So, instead, we have John Mason Brown. Mr. Brown, recalling this disaster, said only, At least, my friend, that inspiration got my name correctly. Of course, you can see that this man, who was so sure his inspiration would carry him through, couldn't have done much worse if he had tried to do so. His introduction violated every obligation he had, both to the speaker whom he was introducing and to the audience which was to hear the speaker. There aren't many of these obligations, but they are important, and it is astonishing how many program chairmen fail to realize this. The speech of introduction serves the same purpose as a social introduction. It brings the speaker and the audience together, establishes a friendly atmosphere, and creates a bond of interest between them. The man who says, you don't have to make a speech, all you have to do is introduce the speaker is guilty of understatement. No speech is more mangled than the speech of introduction, probably because it is looked upon as unimportant by many chairmen who are entrusted with the duty of preparing and delivering it. An introduction, that term was fashioned from two Latin words, intro, to the inside, and desere, to lead ought to lead us to the inside of the topic sufficiently to make us want to hear it discussed. It ought to lead us to the inside facts regarding the speaker, facts that demonstrate his fitness for discussing this particular topic. In other words, an introduction ought to sell the topic to the audience and it ought to sell the speaker, and it ought to do these things in the briefest amount of time possible. That is what it ought to do. But does it? Nine times out of ten, no. Emphatically, no. 
most introductions are poor affairs, feeble, and inexcusably inadequate. They do not have to be. If the speaker making the introduction realizes the importance of his task and goes about doing it in the right way, he will soon be in demand as a chairman or master of ceremonies. Here are some suggestions to help you make well-organized speech of introduction.